Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty's Spotlight Interviews. I'm Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with insight from a different perspective of the Business Fights Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Hannah Green. Hannah is the Director of Corporate Responsibility with global healthcare company GSK. With time also spent at both Bupa and Sky, Hannah has experience working for a range of big businesses, always seeking ways to improve their societal impact. Our conversation today will be looking at business purpose and the trend of anchoring this in societal impact. However, some do question this. So GSK have recently teamed up with Unilever, Visa and Business Fights Poverty to try to answer the question, how can we embed purpose authentically into business? We'll explore this some more during this podcast. Hannah, welcome. Firstly, could you tell us a little bit more about your role at GSK? Hi, Katie. First of all, thanks so much for inviting me to do this podcast. I'm really delighted to be here with you. So before I tell you about my role, I thought I'd intro a bit about GSK. So GSK is a global healthcare company and we research and develop medicines, vaccines and consumer healthcare products at a global scale. And to give you a sense of that scale, 40% of the world's children are currently protected by at least one GSK vaccine. So I think that tells you a little bit about what motivated me to come and work for GSK. You know, it's a company whose products are having a tangible impact on people's health all over the world. So to my role then, I work in the global corporate affairs team in the corporate responsibility team. And we're responsible for working with the business to set GSK's public commitments around corporate responsibility and then reporting progress against them. So me personally, I'm responsible for engagement with external stakeholders and general communication around responsibility issues. I'd say we're a relatively small team. There's only about six of us. And I think that is reflective of the fact that our central corporate responsibility team doesn't do any delivery or implementation of any programs or initiatives. That's all really embedded and delivered by the business itself. And talking of embedded activity, GSK has got a really strong focus on its purpose. What's really driving that? So I started in the corporate responsibility team nearly three years ago, and that was just before Emma Wormsley became our new CEO. So I was really lucky. It was a very exciting time to be at GSK. So as part of Emma's transition into her new role, she had an extensive period of stakeholder listening where she spoke to internal and external stakeholders. As part of that process, Emma chose not to redefine GSK's long-standing purpose, which is to help people do more, feel better, live longer. And that's because she heard almost unanimously from stakeholders that that is the right purpose for GSK to have. So what she did instead is lead a strategic transformation process that has taken us much closer to really embedding that purpose into the core of our business. And part of that is taking steps to connect our purpose much more directly to to our science which is our unique capability as a business. And Hannah, just sort of focusing in on purpose at the moment, we care about sort of business purpose. There's a lot of chat about it right now. And a lot of people are talking about the bad side of this, the sort of purpose wash sort of label that's been floated around. Why do you think that 
purpose is so important for businesses just now? So I can really understand where some people might feel that there's an issue with purpose wash. And unfortunately, that does happen sometimes. But for me, I think the key differentiating factor is just having a purpose by itself isn't enough. Companies need to have a strategy which clearly articulates how the company is uniquely positioned and going to deliver against that purpose. So without having that in place, just a purpose by itself can feel generic and vague and inauthentic. So if we think about the GSK example, as I said, under Emma's leadership, we've linked our purpose much more directly to our science. And that's through our new strategy, which is to bring differentiated, high quality and needed healthcare products to as many people as possible. So already you can see through that strategy, which speaks to kind of real scientific innovation and also access how the business is going to deliver that purpose. So once you have that strategy in place, the next step is to really operationalize it. And that means getting really specific about how you're going to allocate company um, capital, talent and resources to really deliver on that strategy and purpose. So in GSK's case, Emma set three priority areas for the whole company to focus on. And these are scientific innovation, business performance and building trust. This was a real game changer as it meant that trust, which is includes issues, all the responsible business issues that you might imagine, such as pricing, access, ethical behaviour, environmental impact, all of those issues are really part of our core business strategy. And there's an acknowledgement within the business that we need to deliver against all those priorities in order to fulfil our purpose and ensure the long-term success of the company. And this means that all, all individual objectives at GSK, everybody at GSK, all objectives are line up behind those three priorities. So Hannah, there's quite a lot of scepticism around big businesses and and can they ever do more than make money for their shareholders? And obviously that's very much linked to purpose. Do you have any sort of personal experiences of this? Yeah, definitely. Well, in my experience, profit and purpose are not mutually exclusive, but actually reinforcing. So when GSK introduced our new strategy with a focus on innovation, performance and trust, There were definitely questions, particularly internally, about whether it was contradictory almost to be focusing on building trust with stakeholders and on business performance. But I think what's becoming clear over time is that they are actually mutually reinforcing and that having strong business performance is what allows us to continue delivering impact in the world. And at the same time, we wouldn't be able to generate that business performance if we weren't trusted by our stakeholders. So I think a really good example of where we're applying that thinking to help in order to be part of the solution to global issues is the public commitment we have to do R&D to tackle infectious diseases that impact children in, in the developing world. So through that commitment, we focus on three disease areas, primarily that's malaria, HIV and TB. And those are three diseases that are specifically called out by the SDGs. So we're really making progress against that commitment. And recently we, we launched the world's first malaria vaccine, which is the result of nearly four decades of research. So it's currently being piloted in Kenya, Malawi and Ghana. And at least 360,000 children will receive the vaccine every year for the next five years. So you can see there there's a potential for huge, measurable, tangible social impact. But there's also business benefit there as well. So there's obviously benefit to our reputation and employee engagement but beyond that there's a kind of more direct commercial benefit to be reaped as well 
So this vaccine was initially developed for societal impact, but we've had a positive consequence for our commercial vaccines business as well, because some of the technology we developed for the malaria vaccine has been able to be transferred into our newer shingles vaccine, which has actually gone on to be a major contributor to business growth. Well, as you say, massive potential there, Hannah. And what do you think your sort of predictions are for the way businesses and societal impact in in general will be moving forward? Yeah, I think there's probably three main trends that I see coming for, for the relationship between business and social impact. So first, I think that we're just going to see more and more increasing stakeholder pressure for businesses to do more and to take a stand on a wider range of social issues. I was recently reading the Edelman Trust Barometer, and for me, one of the most striking findings this year was that people actually trust their employer to do what is right, significantly more than they trust NGOs, which is a really amazing shift. So I think businesses will continue to feel that pressure, whether it's from increased employee activism or changing expectations from customers and civil society. And one of the biggest and most exciting recent changes I've seen is the increased interest from the investor community in how businesses are addressing environmental and social risks and opportunities and really starting to understand how this links to long-term business success. So I think we're really just at the beginning of this change in dialogue between investors and companies, and I'm really excited to see where that takes us. Secondly, I think as expectations continue to rise, businesses will start to respond less through kind of philanthropic programs, although that will still remain important. But I think we'll see more and more social impact programs really embedded through the core business and delivered as part of products and services. And I think partly that will be driven by the momentum we're seeing behind company purpose and thinking around what it means to really authentically embed that into company actions and decision making. And lastly, I think we'll see a growth of innovative partnership models, including pre-competitive collaboration, where companies partner with organisations they wouldn't necessarily normally partner with. And I think that's just reflective of the fact that however embedded in business social impact comes, the challenges we're all trying to address too big and too complex for one business or one sector to address alone. So we're going to have to have some really kind of brave and bold partnerships to really make an impact. Thank you, Hannah. Really insightful sort of advice there. And sticking with your advice, really, I'm always really keen during these podcasts to sort of get your advice as a sort of person who's professionally within this space. For someone looking to make positive social impact through the work they do and through the experiences that you've had, would you recommend working for big businesses? Yes, I definitely would. For me personally, I actually have only spent the second, the latter part of my career working within business. And the first part of my career was spent in the NGO and social enterprise sector. So that shows you that my career has always been really purpose driven and I've always been motivated by social impact. But for me personally, what I felt and what drove me to move into big business was that to really have an impact in terms of scale and capability working with big business, there's tremendous opportunity for social impact. But that wasn't a kind of linear journey for me. And I I learned a lot along the way as I've gone through my career. And I guess some of the lessons that I would take from that are that it's really important to be clear on your own personal purpose and then find an environment that enables you to live that purpose. So part of that is finding a sector that you really care about. And for me, working in healthcare, I've mentioned that that 
for me, that's a really exciting sector to be part of because it has such an obvious impact on people's lives. I also really like the challenge of it as well because developing new medicines and vaccines is complicated and we all know the sector has got reputational issues that I think it needs to overcome. But then I think equally important as the sector is finding a company with a culture and a leadership that also aligns to your purpose. And part of that is also finding the right line manager as well. So all of those things mean it's really actually quite difficult to find an environment that perfectly suits you. But I think it's important to acknowledge that you won't always have all of it right or right away or all of it automatically in one job. But each step takes you closer to figuring out what's important to you and figuring out what you're willing to sacrifice to get it because no job is 100% perfect. But I think when you do find a company that works on issues that you're interested in and a line manager who shares your purpose, it can be it, it can really unlock something quite powerful. Hannah, I can only say brilliant advice and um, thank you very, very much for sharing it with us today. Um, Hannah Green from GSK, thank you for your time. Thank you. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. 